Hey. Hi, how are you today? Good, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here, Henry. This is Not So Kosher, and I'm Bexy, and I got Henry Adelstein with me. And this is going to be really fun, because we're going to talk about real estate. So I... And Henry Edelstein is a locally born and raised little Highland guy, and I've actually known him since the day he was born. I have to talk a little bit about the show before we get started. So this is Not So Kosher, and you can find Not So Kosher at notsokosher.net. Uh, you can find us on Tumblr and Instagram at Not So Kosher TC, and you can tweet us at Not So Kosher. Uh, we're all over the place. Uh, so make sure you check us out at Backroom Studios, S-T-E-W-D-I-O-S dot com. And you can get to all the shows that we have. Uh, so today, uh, our show is being sponsored by the award-winning Ken Jehuda Pizza. It's been serving their circular sensations for over 25 years. They make their pizzas and salads from scratch. Ken Jehuda offers a mouth-watering, kosher, and family-friendly environment. We have been voted best pizza in the PC kosher community by WXYZ Talk Radio and Top Kosher for Food, Service, Environment, and Value for the PC Kosher Community Area Survey. Come in and grab a circular today located at 1492 Columbus Circle, Homer, Alaska. Make sure you mention Not So Kosher to receive your pizza donut on the house. So you have to check them out. Awesome. Even though they're a little far from us. but But yeah, really good. So today, Henry and I are enjoying our magical mitzvah drinks, which are called the Kitty Edelsteins, because I thought about Henry because I knew him when he was born and knew him mostly when he was little, so I thought it would be really funny. So, And being we're taping this in the morning, it's a mixture of spritzer, water, orange juice, and dandelion root. So enjoy, and it'll make you feel sparkly all day long. Thank you. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So I have a segment called Kfell and Kfetch. And so this is um, when or if you feel there's a need that you need to fetch about something this week or you want to fell about something this week. So do you, can you think of something that was really overwhelmingly wonderful this week for you? I could talk about my kvetch with real estate. Well, then you should because yeah. wouldn't you do that on the weekends? Yeah, absolutely. All right, you tell me first. Okay, so our problem is we have no inventory right now. So as our, in homes. As in homes. So our buyers are like going crazy because they can't find what they need. Yeah, there isn't and a so lot. so the good part about it is I am going out on listing appointments and finding different listings. However, they're just not moving as fast as we need them to because... So there's a, this whole pool of buyers out there yeah. who want to live in Highland Park, yeah. who want to live in St. Paul, who yeah. want to live in Minneapolis. But there's nothing for them to find right now just yeah. because this is the lowest amount of inventory that we've Ever? had in 10 years. Why do you think? Just because I think – well, I think partially uh, – I think a little bit has to do with election year, right? Really? I, I think a little bit. Why does that happen? Just because I think people are unsure of how our economy is going to go after a new president elected. But don't you also feel that the homes seem to be a pretty – like very reasonably priced right now? Well, I think that – Prices have risen, you know, over the past few yeah. years. Prices are getting higher, and you're seeing more and more and more. Definitely higher, yeah, yeah from you're our crash. More value. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> also, what's happening is the lack of inventory. So you have your first time home buyer who wants to buy their house yeah. or is currently living in that little house that they first bought. And they need to move. Like in the recession, basically. Yeah. Pre recession, right? Yeah. And they need to move. 
But then the baby boomers can't find any good condo supply that they really want to buy. So I think that there's a little backup of, in that too. That's my personal opinion. Wow. I wonder if there's a way to fix that. Yeah. Well, there. I mean, there is. I think. The I mean, other thing- than nudging people, hey, do you want to sell your house? You know. Well, I think that over time, I think you know these baby boomers are just going to want to move out of their house, just, and that means there's so many rentals coming on in the yeah. twin cities. They're going to rent for a few years, and then they're going to decide: oh. Do we want to be homeowners, or yeah. do we want to rent and continue renting? That that's a good idea. I mean, renting's great, but if you think about it, they're in their fifties, sixties. I mean, you should be buying because that much money that you're going to be putting into an investment of a rental, you could be in thirty years or something, twenty years when your family goes to sell your place. And it, of that, if that age too, I because I'm in that age group, I'm like, uh, yeah. If I move, I'm only moving one more time. Right. Like I hated moving, and I don't want to do it again. It's a pain. It's so, not easy. It's intrusive to your life. And so, what do you do with these people? Like, do you suggest to them, like, like obviously you had to deal with that this weekend, right? Right. So, what do you do? Like, do you, do. You, suggest different areas then do you kind of push them into an, another area that they no, might not want to be in anybody. oh i'm sorry no, i know but i'm suggest, saying, suggest suggest i'm sorry no. to mean that that was the wrong word you're right so no 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 so what i do kind of old-fashioned like you said my name's old-fashioned right? yes so old-fashioned techniques back to the basics of real estate which is calling people yeah that's really what we're doing is we're calling interesting calling, calling to see if anybody we know wants, wants to, to get out or yeah a market analysis of their property all right, so before we get started, because that's pushing me into wanting to just talk about stuff, okay. I just do want to tell you. You got a I got well. No, I just got to tell you about the bees. Oh yeah. Okay, about the so bees. I had to finish because you don't know about that story. A lot of people know about the story, but so he can't put them in the backyard of our house because you know his parents live next door and his dad's allergic to bees. Oh. So he didn't want them that close. I mean, they're not going to leave the hive, but just in case, and like as if there's not bees around. So he ended up teaming up with the bank he works at and they're putting it on the roof. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. And it's going to be like a big, like they got the community and they're going to get the community involved. And it's going to be like a big, really cool thing. And the whole bank's like super excited about it. And then, you know, they'll produce, John will produce the the honey and, you know, it'd be really awesome. So, um, he, uh, has ordered his Russian bees this week. Yes. And then last night him and Sasha went to a bee conference at the mall of America at the (laughs) Radisson blue. There were 500 people there and they had to cut it off at 500. They only had enough reservations for 500. But they got in. Oh, well they, you had to pre-register and it was free and it was put on by the U of M, which was really freaking amazing. Cause I don't know if you knew they were building a bee building. I didn't know at that. At the U, yeah. They are. Yeah, they just uh, dug ground, I think, in the spring. In the fall, they cut the ribbon to, you know, they did the dig thing where they, you know, take pictures of that. A yeah, guy so. who works for Coldwell Banker in the other, another one of the offices, his uh-huh. wife and him do the bees. They live somewhere. And anyway, but... And they, they do like, it. They kind of some, like, big farm thing. Yeah. And, yeah, they do the bees, and he brings me the honey. Does like, he? Once, well, he hasn't brought me in a couple of years because they haven't had a good supply of honey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when he did bring me this one thing of honey that he did have unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It's pretty, it's, I love buying that kind of stuff. And the way they, some of them, I just bought one that's chocolate honey in California. How good is that? Okay. You know what? I thought it was going to be really awesome. And actually the spicy lemon one I bought was even better, but they just infuse them with really cool stuff like that. I love it. Anyways. Okay. So now we should really get to business because I really want to talk about, because you got me all excited when you started talking about that stuff. 
So uh, just a little background on Henry Edelstein. He is a locally born and raised realtor, a professional at selling real estate opposed to fake estate, and he's damn good at it. Having the best teacher in town is his dad, Tom Edelstein, who is also a local yoga of Highland Park. These guys know this town better than anyone and can get you in the right house in the blink of an eye, maybe not this weekend, uh, and sell your house faster than you can say scrumptilicious. So Henry, thanks for coming on to Not So Kosher today. Uh, and awesome to be here. I'm I know excited. you're gonna you're gonna feed us a lot of like kosher or not kosher uh, information about real estate business. Um, so how did you get started in the business? Obviously, you know it's in your family, but was that was that your uh, your attraction to the business was watching your father all these years. So when I was 18, uh, right before I went off to college, I was like, dad, I want to hold an open house because in the state of Minnesota, you can be a greeter at an open house. So oh. anybody can actually hold an open house. Interesting. You can't try to solicit them to work with you and you can't talk about things. You just have to basically stand there and say, welcome to the house. You know, here's some information on it. And so I did that with my friend Garrett. We thought it was so fun. There was this vacant property uh, that was... Well, hold on. Because of the fact that I had never heard of that before, mm-hmm. a greeter. Yeah, a greeter. So do you go to a class at all or anything? Nope. My class was my dad. Okay. But normally, do you know... Or no, nope. you just like team up with a realtor and then so that they kind of pay you an hour, probably an hourly yep, wage. hourly wage. It's just a little way to get a good job if a realtor like your dad, who was all, has always been so busy, that he needs extra people. Cool. Okay. So that's... So, okay, yeah, you can so, keep going. So I just needed a little lowdown. house that was right by my house, so I felt comfortable because I knew the area so well. So I went and I would put out his open house signs, and we did this for like three weekends. And it was at the time of late 2007, so people was... really weren't looking that much. Yeah. But we were there, and you know, we would have one or two people, and it was just kind of fun to do. And uh, I remember nobody was coming, so we called my mom, and she brought us Lynch. And but anyway, <laughs> so that's that's where we started, right? That's where yeah. I started. Yeah. So the next uh, uh, the next year, I go, I graduate, I not graduate, I, I finish my first year of college, and then I'm like, I need to, I want to get my real estate license. I figured it was a good way to make a little bit of money over the summer, and then so I went and I got. I remember my, that. Yeah. I remember when well, I heard we had a you were going back. The street from you for sale. I don't remember the exact address, but I remember like shadowing my dad on Beachwood on this vacant property. I think it was vacant too. It was like an estate maybe, but it was right across the street from you. Okay. So that was my first summer, right? And I can't remember, but okay. Yeah. So I sound like my first house and I'm all excited and I'm like, yeah, that was fantastic. And then, well, yeah, I think of the high. I mean, I can't imagine the high of like, cause it's a good, it's good money when you, as to sell a house, you can make some good money. I'm 19. Exactly. (laughs) So I, you know, he, I didn't get all of it, obviously, but so because he really helped me through all of it. Yeah, yeah. But then basically I did that. And then in 2010, I was 21. And so he was like, let's go to Las Vegas for this real estate conference. Mm. And then he had always told me he was going to take me there for my 21st birthday. Oh, perfect. So we we did that. And I was like, I was listening to these people speak at this thing called Celebration. S-E-L-L. Oh, cute. Cute. Got it. And I was like, wow, these people are actually running their real estate as a business, as Tom was always doing, but I didn't see it that way, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I decided, hey, this is something that I really like. So I was applying for jobs in 2011, right after I graduated. And I was just like this corporate structure sitting in a desk all day. Uh, They had these tests that they would have you do. And I would get panicked because I didn't like these like stressful, like, 
yeah. test that of course. make you do. And I was like, you know what? I love the people that I work with at the office. I love that environment. I'm always able to go do different things. And so I was like, I'm going to do this full time. So in 2011, I jumped in with both feet and I have not looked back since. And wow. it's, See, and it's I didn't amazing. think, I originally, when you left for college, I'm like, you're not going to do that. And I couldn't believe that you came back when I heard that summer and you came back to get your real estate license. I'm like, he's going to do that? But then I was confused because I thought, well, maybe you weren't going to go back to school and you were just going to... But good for you because you did, you did your time. I which did. And you know, I, good uh, thing. moving back to Minnesota was just like, I think I had to do it. I mean, you know, it's sometimes very cold here, yeah. which is not my you Because you were in part. Florida. Right. But yeah. Like, but what I really think at the end of the day was like Florida wasn't reality necessarily what I was doing every day. And so it was like, okay, I'm coming back to reality again. Yeah. So now I get to go there and just live and have fun with my friends once in a while, cool. once a year or whatever. But Cool. All right. So um, if, I, if, I, if I call you, mm-hmm. what's the first thing we do? Or if I send you an email, what's the first thing as a new buyer you would tell me that I have to do? Okay, well, as a buyer that is looking to buy their first home? Yes, let's say my first home. What I'm going to have you do is I'm going to have you come into my office. And so I do it a little bit differently. I'm not a Pop-Tart realtor is what I would You serve ice cream instead? No, no, yeah, exactly. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, so um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you come into my office, and I'm going to have you meet with me one-on-one, and I call it my informational interview. So I'm going to gather all the information about your hopes, wants, dreams when buying a house. We're going to sit down. We're going to talk. I'm going to get to know you personally. And so that first initial consultation meeting is like 30 to 45 minutes. It can be even an hour long. And it's you basically deciding, do I fit your criteria and the realtor that you're looking for? Or do you fit my mold of somebody that I'd like to work with? Yeah. And so it's really fun, though. So um, then... What we do is I help you get pre-approved and I introduce you to multiple loan officers and then you get to kind of choose which loan officer you feel would fit best for you, you know, because most people aren't going to pay cash today. Yeah. There are some that will, but yeah. the majority that won't needs to find somebody who are going to help them get pre-approved. So I'm going to help you get pre-approved. What's and- Tell me what that means, what pre-approval means. Okay. So pre-approval means that you would apply to get a mortgage. So you're going to go meet with a loan officer, which is the person who's going to facilitate you from point A to Z for getting a loan. Okay. And then they're going to um, give me a letter saying that, hey, Becca's approved for up to X amount of dollars. Yep. So then I know what you're really approved for. So when we go out on our first what I call research day, and our research day is we're just going out to look at homes to really find what you like. Okay. Our plan is not to buy a house that day. Our plan is really just to see the inventory and understand what's out there. In your in your financial bracket? In your financial basically. bracket and what you can get for your money. So if you were approved, we're just making up fake yeah. numbers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's just say you were approved up to $500,000, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I would say, okay, let's bracket you and let me show you houses everywhere between probably Three seventy-five up to five hundred thousand because five hundred thousand is your max. And I always say I don't would never max out unless you really want to. This would definitely be a fake estate situation for me at a half a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, let's just you know, let's just see what's out there. So then we're going to show you everything, and then I'm gonna you're going to tell me, hey, but I must have in that first initial consultation meeting. 
things that I must have is I must have at least three bedrooms, at least two bathrooms that are yeah. full, at least a one car garage, and I want to be within this proximity. So then we're going to see some fun things. They may have four bedrooms, they may have three and a half bathrooms. I mean, it's just kind of fun. But right now, like I had mentioned earlier, the inventory is so low that our what we're choosing even more difficult is more difficult. Yeah. But so like that first day is pretty fun. And then we, what we do is I hand select houses and I start sending them to you. So what if you never get, I mean, like, what if, what if you never can find a home that's even, um, but you're getting along really good with the people there's, you know, it's clearly you're a match with, with your, your, um, customers. Is that what you, your clients? Um, what do you do if, if you, I mean, how do you, um, suggest to them to do something different. I mean, you know, some people are pretty, I mean, for me, when I bought this house, it was very clear. There were certain things that I had to have and I couldn't afford very much either. So it made it probably really difficult. Unfortunately, I got a pool, a pool with it that I had to get rid of, but you know, but so how do you do that? How do you deal with that? Do you ever find that to be a huge problem to, with dealing with somebody that no, Sometimes it might just take a little bit longer. Okay. And one guy took him four years to find a house. Wow. Yeah. But guess what? That's what that's the business that I am. Like yeah. I say to all my clients when I first meet them, we want you to be raving fans. We want you to be in love with us and our yeah. team. And I want you know to have a great relationship with you. So if that means it takes us two weeks or if that means it takes us four years, it will do so it. so be it. I mean, that's okay. What if they? What if the clients don't get along with you? Do you suggest somebody else in your team? You know, yeah. what if you can clearly tell you're not a good match? And you know, it only has happened one time. Oh, good. And it just I mean, wasn't my style. You know, people want to be really aggressive and they want to just try to lowball every offer. Yeah, yeah. And I think that you know what we're here to do is be collaborative with everybody. Yeah, you're not going to achieve by lowballing fifty thousand dollars. Like on a two hundred thousand dollar house. Oh my gosh! No. So and there's people that just don't get that. I suppose. Yeah, and so I just you know I say you know I thank you so much for the opportunity, but I think that there's somebody out there who's probably a better fit for you. Yeah, yeah. So um, then what do you do? So then you guys you do the approval, you um, start looking at the homes. Then what's the next thing that you do? They let's say they find the home that they want. Well, if they find the home, then. What's really fun is we get to put together an offer. Okay. And since I'm a negotiation expert, I, uh, I can see to, that you would be. Yeah, we get to with that smile of yours. I can see that you would be. So then we get to negotiate, which is awesome because that's really you know a collaborative thing. If you if people want it to be, there's also yeah. people who are really competitive out there who just are going to try to win, 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 win. Which that's not you. Right. I can't see that you're... That's not me. What I'm here to do is I'm here to really help you, right? Yeah. So what we need to do is structure a good offer, and we're going to really make it great and presentable so the sellers can be like, wow, this is the person that I want to work with. They're still really achieving what they want to achieve by a good price for the property. Yeah. And the seller is being able to sell it for a good price. And so when you have happy buyer, happy seller that end at the closing table, I can't tell you how much fun that is. I'm sure. When you have people who don't want to make it fun, it's really uncomfortable. And I think that the both the buyer and the seller don't have good feelings about the transaction. Yeah. It's no good. It's no good. Do you, um, I'm assuming you've been in a situation where you've been the... Um, What's it called? The the agent, the real estate agent that is for both sides. What's that called? Yes, that's called dual agency. Okay, but, that's easy enough. Yeah. So, well, in that is situation, that difficult? 
it I is mean, difficult. So what, that's what I love about our team so much is that oh. really with the dual agency, if we do have both the buyer and the seller in the transaction, we kind of separate ourselves a little bit. So it's kind of nice. Tom handle the buyer or the yeah. seller, and then I'll ha- you know whoever's handling which side. So really. Then one person, you know, we actually work for both parties, though. We can yeah. never discuss price, terms, or motivation with the other party. Everything's obviously kept confidential, but we do. But you collaborate that, amongst yourselves a little bit. You, you have to, right? Because you're within the same office. Well, we actually, we have to, we represent both the buyer and yeah. the seller. So even though I'm working with the buyer and yeah. Tom's working with the seller, I technically represent the seller and Tom technically represents the buyer. Yeah. But then what if I, what if you're like, you used it as as an example, somebody's trying to buy a $200,000 home and your, your buyer Mm -hmm. is saying $50,000 less. And you know, that's not going to jive because do you have, do you, um, let's make it, let's make this part clear. Do you have conversation with, um, Tom at that point? Or no, you just do nope, guys totally that. separate. That's totally what I, separate. I, yeah. I would assume so, but I want to make that clear that that's, that is not something that is discussed between, even though you're on the same team, that's an area that you do not go into right, with each other. Not. We don't talk about that at all. And that's, what's made our team, I think so successful over the years. Cause Tom's now, this is his 42nd year in the business and ethics, integrity, um, those are the things that we preach the most on our team. And so we don't talk at all about that type of stuff. Do you still feel like you're learning from him? Absolutely. Every day. And the fun thing is he's learning from me I was too. just going to say that. Is he learning from you? Because you're, you're kind of trying to take over a little bit more so he doesn't have to do as much, I'm assuming. Well, yeah, you know, but I, I, yeah, I think in the long term that's something that will happen. But Tom really is in no place of wanting to retire right now. Yeah. He is driving. And I think that we're probably having some of the most fun that he may have ever had. Cool. Because now I'm in the business. Yeah. And so working with your son, you know, which I hope to do one day, but I mean, I think it can only make you more enjoy your business and, you know, legacy more just being yeah. there. So I think that he's probably uh, loving it more than ever. Right oh, now. that's cool. Isn't it nice? I know it is kind of nice when your kid's involved in something that you're passionate about. It makes you feel really good that they're doing that too. Um, so question, you um, have an open house and somebody walks in mm-hmm. and they're not your um, client and they are asking you questions for hours. Mm-hmm. And you can very much tell that they have, you know, I think in general, people are supposed to inform you that they have an agent, mm-hmm. right? So, as to not be rude. Agency relationship, which is that, you know, we represent the, the seller. So that's yes. the thing we have to kind of bring up. Got it. These- in our conversation. So, um, you have this person that walks in and they're asking you a ton of questions mm-hmm. and kind of to the point where you kind of want to say, I'm sorry, you know, I've been, I've got other people I've got to deal with. And you know, it's a busy Sunday, let's say. And, um, and what do you, how do you deal with them when you don't want to be rude, but, um, you, they're asking so many questions and they need to deal with their realtor with that mm-hmm. because you're I not there. Ask them pretty um, up front in the conversation to get, see where they're at. Yeah. Cause I don't want to overstep any boundaries. I'm, yes. I'm black and white. Uh, so <laughs> there's in my business, there's really no gray, you know, yeah. in what I'm doing. So I'll talk to them and I'll answer a couple questions and then I'll say to them, you know, are you currently working with a real estate agent? And they'll say, yes, I am. And I'll say, that's fantastic. What I'd love for you to do is just get a, compile a list of questions that you currently have about the property, send them to your agent and I'm going to have the seller answer all of them for you. Oh, Wow, that's pretty point blank easy. Yeah. 
I've never ever heard somebody do that. I've gone with my mom. I can't tell you how many times when my mom's decided to move. Mm-hmm. Like probably in the last, I don't know how long has she been there? 35 years. I bet 15 times I've gone with her to look at places like <laughs> every couple years. I've yeah. I've, yeah. It's ridiculous. She's always deciding that she's going to move. Then she changes her mind. Then she decides she's not going to move. It's crazy. Well, she got her porch. So that was, she big... got her porch, which is a really big deal for her. But I've never had an agent do that. Yeah. I've never had an agent say, um, just what, by what you said about asking questions and then asking your, your real estate agent and then they'll send them to me and I'll have the seller answer them. I've never had anybody say that. I've never heard that. That's cool though. I love that. Yeah. It's a, I think that's what differentiates us too, is that we do play by the rules and we're not trying to yeah, be a sneaky people's clients or anything like that. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people out there, I'm sure, that would. There's a ton of ethical real estate agents, though, and that's what the great part is. Good. I think some people have a bad rep about you know the agents and stuff, but I can't tell you how many wonderful people that I work with that are my peers, that work for other companies, that work for my company, that are just like, hey, I know that even though you work for a different company and we compete in the same market, yeah. if my client came in there, you got my back, just like I would have your back. And your dad, to me, was always um, very... Cool. Very never pressured you, just kind of wanted to know what you wanted and, you know, blah, 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 about all that, all the stuff that's important. Um, and you're like that. And I think that's really cool that you're, except you're, you to me are a little bit more fire, a little bit more of a fireball, but that's what I love about you. I think it's really awesome that you're like that. I love that part because your dad is so mellow, you know, Mm -hmm. we do these, uh, there's this, these, uh, tests that you do that are kind of like not personality tests, but they kind of, they just kind of are a business test is what I would call them. Yeah. And we, him and I are just so opposite on those tests. Oh, are you really? Yeah, it's really funny. Oh, how funny. Does it go, is it through the real estate stuff or just in a, those general ones that just you do? Just like a general thing that I kind of have everybody on the team cool. now. I've asked everybody to take to, it. To do it. that we hire, we have them take it just because it gives me a really good idea of what position should they be in. Are they really interactive and should they be you know, hanging out with, you know, buyers and being a showing agent yeah. or, you know, are they really, you know, structured and cautious and then should they be really doing the administrative work? Yeah. So, um, so I know that Tom has had, um, a, a lot, his team consists of people that some of them have been with him for quite a while. Yeah. And how did they feel when you came into the picture, into the fold? Like, was that a little, uh, no, I think that they were really welcoming of me, and I think that they really enjoy having me on the team. I brought a different, you know, dimension, um, you know, because, you know, they I'm the newest one on the team. Yeah, so and like, young and, and full of energy. So it's awesome, though. I mean, if you, it also speaks to who my dad is and yeah. what I'm so proud of. Cool. Is what he's built. But think about it. His lead admin has been there for 21 years. That's amazing. He's had another buy, a buyer agent who's been there for 21 years. Wow. And then Aaron, who's an awesome escrow manager, she's been there for 11 years. And then you have Gretchen and Joe, and I think they've been there for like 10 and 11 years too, and they're both buyer agents. And it's just like- What is that? guy had eight years. Yeah. But what is that? T- isn't that amazing that- that's what that team is made up of. Mm-hmm. Team Metal seems a pretty amazing team it because it's it's telling you if somebody's been working for somebody for that long that they must be pretty great to work for and a pretty good group to be a part of. Yeah, which is really cool. Uh, so you go to an open house and you go to um, not an open house. You go to meet a client to show them a house, mm-hmm. and they're late, mm-hmm. and. Um, 
they're late every time. Mm-hmm. How do you handle that? How do you deal with that? I know that as a realtor, you're, you're, you're mom, you're, you can be back-to-back on your appointments. We are back-to-back. Yeah, and um, you can... You know, I think that I really have never had that problem. Haven't you? Yeah, I really have That's good. I mean, there's a time zone. I'm actually a few minutes late. Yeah. And I'm like five minutes late. And I'm like, I'm, you know, and I have to apologize for that because you're right. We're going back to back to back. Yeah. People want to really look at the house and you don't want to rush them. But, you know, I think that every, that's life in some way. You know, people are a few minutes late. Yeah. If people are 15 minutes late. Typically I'll give them a call and just say, Hey, are we still meeting today? Yeah. And they're like, we're right around the corner. I'm so sorry. And Good. That's how it is. You know? So you're just not, that doesn't stress you out too much. You just kind of play roll with it. I don't want to be stressed out about that stuff. Good. Because it just... That's can't do anything it. about can't it. Anything no, about that's it. good. That's good. But what if you have somebody that is every single time? Do you um, you still I'd just deal with it? I'd probably... Or tell them to come or tell them a different time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I do to people. That's perfect. That's perfect. I'd probably learn after the first yeah. three times. Okay. Like, they're going to be 15 to 20 minutes late. I'm just going to yeah. just schedule the showing for that time. I love it. Yeah. That's great. Well, that's good. That's, I don't know. So that you would just, have to be a consistent pattern. Though, yeah. Right? Yeah. But it can be. There are some people like that, definitely. Um, so as a pretty much... 24-7 job, Right. how do you control that so that you can have your personal life? That's a great question. I Balance is something that I work on, I think, every single day. Yeah. I don't think I'm an expert on it. Uh, but it was kind of fun. In 2014, I went to this Inman conference, which is um, it's called Inman Real Estate Connect, and it's like all the current trends and what's currently happening in real estate. And they actually had Ariana Huffington. So yeah. love her or hate her, you know, I'm not talking about any politics right now. She wrote a great book, which was called Thrive, like the third metric. Oh, that sounds... Something. But what she, what she got on me. stage and she talked about is how she at the Huffington Post worked herself into exhaustion. And she actually fainted one day. And she got hurt. And, um, and I really... She caught mm-hmm. my attention and how, you know, when you're at dinner, what she has this new rule where at dinner, you know, no more Instagramming of photos, of food, and no more, you know, distractions, just being present in the moment. And I was like, all right, so, you know, when I'm with clients, I'm never answering my cell phone, really, ever. And so I kind of put it on the sleep mode that I that Apple came out with, you know, that little moon on your phone. Oh, yeah. So, like, right now, my phone's on sleep mode. Like, Do we have that on our iWatch? Didn't I do. see that? We absolutely do. I don't know if I've ever seen it on my... I've seen it on here, where the pink thing is, right? Yeah, so you can... Is you it can, the moon? You can you can scroll up and you can wow. push the moon, yeah. So, oh, God, I never noticed that before. So I typically have <gasps> cool. my phone on that, and... Thanks for giving me the iPhone um, class there, quick. Yeah, we can talk Apple all day. <laughs> we can talk Apple and Google products all day. Um, and... And then sleep. That was her big thing is like get enough sleep. Oh, so that's why you said to me when you came in, I was trying to get eight hours tonight instead of seven that's right. last night. So she talked about <laughs> at least sleeping for eight hours. And what's wow. funny is she actually has sleeping chambers in her office, she told, she told me. That, wow. Not me personally, but everybody yeah. there. She yeah. Did that. And it's in her book too, like. That one time she saw a couple people coming out of the sleeping chambers and she's like, whatever it takes to make them feel good. But <laughs> Wow. I love that. Yeah. That's really funny. So That's really work, funny. Take a quick nap and then cool. refresh. And just she was saying that the more you sleep, you know, you could probably get more work done in a shorter amount of time. Yeah. If you're exhausted, you're just like, ugh, and it takes you longer to do that work. So how, how do you control that? Which I suppose you can't always if you 
well, are busy, 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 where it's like people are calling you constantly. I mean, it's business, right? So you've got to take it when it comes So as a realtor, for sure. So part of that is having that structure of our administrative support staff that really are great. So like they're able to do things that, so if I'm out showing houses, yeah. we're getting calls, you know, oh, they can cool. answer the phones nice. they can, you know, book showings if we needed them to yeah. help with the marketing and preparation on all the houses is what they're there for. Yeah. So that's really something that takes stress off of me that I'm so fortunate to have kind of walked into having those people there. And so it's kind of fun now we're hiring another 40-hour position that will be available for somebody who just kind of focuses on my stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I know that one thing I always remember about your dad is he was really good about coming in and telling you what you had to do to your house because uh, he, sold, he sold my first condo, mm-hmm. I think. So, um, And I bought it from him. Uh, not from him personally, but he was my realtor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he would tell you what you do to make it look nice. Is that something that you are pretty good at yourself or do you always bring yourself stagers in? Do you always suggest stagers or? Great question. So yes, I'm very um, upfront with what I feel needs to be done to make the home more saleable. And one thing that just is amazing is just paint. I mean, paint changes the look of the house so wonderfully. And people, I think, really look at something and they're like, wow, this is freshly painted. And everybody's worried. Oh my gosh, it's not going to be the color that we want it to be. And I'm like, you know, it doesn't have to be the color. What you need to do is you need to take the personal emotion out of your house now. So if you have that bright pink room for your daughter, I'm sorry, but you guys aren't going to be living here in a couple of months. Yeah. That room has to go back to now gray, beige, whatever the current trend is for color. So I tell them those things. And then part of our professional services is that we always have a stager come in and do a consultation for you. Oh, cool. That's something that's complimentary. That's, you know, like I said, part of our services. Awesome. So they're going to help you move around furniture and pictures. What I'm really good at is color and being like, we should keep these props. We should move oh. this furniture out. Um. Do you bake cookies? Right. You know how people... That's co- a Tom trick. I, <laughs> it? I think I remember trick. that. So, um, I do sometimes, you know, it's all about time and um, we do bake bread though sometimes. So do we, you? We'll go to the house, or, like vacant properties and stuff. Yeah. We'll go to the house early in the morning with our bread machines and then when you walk <laughs> in, you're smelling this great bread. And I have clients when they're living in the home, one of the things I always ask them is like, hey, can you bake cookies? And then I'll take them out. So right before, and I'll even yeah. buy cookie dough. Like, I don't care. I love it. I love and it. And people really enjoy it. Uh, the cookies, um, I give them little napkins so they can carry them. Around. Oh, cool. It's perfect. That's kids great. The thing kids love kids, them. It's so funny. It's like, that's how parents I feel sometimes are able to get their kids to really behave in the open house. They're like, yeah. at the very end, if you're really good, you can have a Oh, party. that's great. <laughs> then I suppose they don't have to worry about the chocolate chips getting all over the carpet either, which right. is a good thing. Um, okay, so if people want to find you, how do they find you? Well, we're everywhere. Google teamedelstein.com. You can Google Henry Edelstein. Um, we're in the Highland Villager. We are... Um, but- Bus benches. Bus benches. Yeah, bus benches. <laughs> um, that I've seen. Is it? Have I seen any of the two of you? I know I've seen your dad. Are there any of the two of you? No, we had a billboard though. That I remember that. Anchor Burnett. Um, we since we were you know we rank in the top fifty teams. Yeah. Consistently. For yeah. Hold the banker Burnett. Yeah. Typically around at least fifteen or below, which is awesome. So uh, every year we 
um, are able to, you know, it's awesome. They give us little gifts and for thanking us for being um, top agents for the company. So um, they gave us some billboards a couple of years, like for two years in a row. I love that. that. I love that. So that was really fun. We got, you know, it's... It was just really a compliment, and cool. we appreciate it. It is. It's nice. And you guys actually look really but cute we're on together. Instagram and we're on Facebook. Oh, you're everywhere. We are everywhere. You're definitely everywhere. We love to do some advertising on Facebook for our listings. That's kind of one of our fun things we do, too. And for um, some people who do not do any of that, what would be the phone number that they would contact you at? Oh, you can do- get Absolutely. <laughs> phone number is 651 695 and that's our main team line. And then you can just ask for me and... Um, probably you'll get Mary or Tom or somebody or me, maybe. But you want Henry. Yeah, you want me, though. But, <laughs> the, young, yeah. the young spry little firecracker. But, yeah, so, <laughs> and, and then, you know, we'll, we'll get your home sold. We have more sold signs probably than anybody. That's cool. That's cool. I love that. Well, thank you so much for letting me interview to you today and giving us some information. Absolutely. But um, we do have to play a little game before you take off here. Okay, that sounds good. Um, so uh, I printed a picture for you. So the picture that you're looking at is uh, Warren Buffett's house. Okay. Okay. In Nebraska. So um, he has a net worth of 71.8 billion dollars, mm-hmm. and he still lives in the same house that he bought in 1958. Wow. So I'm going to give you some prices and you tell me what. Okay. So the prices are 31.5, okay. 41.5, okay. or 71.5. How much he paid for it originally? How much he paid for it in 1958? Oh. I bet he paid 41.5. 31.5. Did he? Yeah. I Isn't it good? close, though? It was close. That was have, good. Isn't it, do you know? Do you have today what it would be worth? No, it didn't say that. I should have checked on that. We'll have to check on that. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, so brass door handles, do they disinfect themselves, true or false? I actually was wrong on this. I'm going to say false. I thought it was false, too. But it's true? It's true. Wow. Because remember they always would talk about um, in the hospitals that... They did metal because they thought it kept things disinfected, but I don't think that was the case. So I don't know. Maybe this is a little different because it's a hospital. In Scotland, homeowners paint their front door red when they pay off their mortgage or have their firstborn or purchase their first home. Have their firstborn. Pay off their mortgage. Isn't that cool? <laughs> so in Scotland, they paint their door red when they. We need to do that. Like yeah. my door is purple. What does that mean? My mom's <laughs> door is red. It is paid off. I should. I should paint it red. I wonder if that's why. So in my family, a lot of us like to like. I only did purple because I didn't want to be like everybody else. But everybody's into red doors. That's a huge thing. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Well, why is it a huge thing now? Because it pops. I think it's, it pops. the house, you know. But look mean? at, I bet it has something to do with that Scotland thing. In the state of blank, it's a legal requirement for a seller to disclose if a property under inspection is believed to be haunted by ghosts. So the states are New York or California or Texas. I'm going to go with California. I I went with California too. It's New York. (laughs) Well, actually it makes sense, I suppose, because it's, uh, it's the East coast where generally the East tends to be more haunted in some areas, you know, um, we have some in our seller disclosures here. Oh, you have, you don't don't have have that. that. Oh, oh, okay. But we have like methamphetamines have meth. Seriously? um, (laughs) And that's a question. That's a serious question. I mean, for sure. And, um, 
Yeah, people that's people always look at that and laugh, but I'm like, hey, it's kind of it's not funny. Not it's funny. Really serious. It's really serious. Like the typical home size in many underdeveloped countries is blank square feet. 400, 250 or 75. 250. 75. 75 square feet. Yeah. So think about this room is 90 square feet. It's less than this. Yeah. And that's sad. Well, I'm sure that they have a outhouse somewhere. Maybe not. We shouldn't be we shouldn't be sharing how bad I am at test taking. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not testing. It's actually just trivia I stuff. Know, I'm just well, that's pretty hard. I mean, those are things that I don't know. I might have gotten that only because I clearly was thinking about like people that I live nowhere. I 50, but I didn't oh, there. yeah. No. So anyways, yeah. But it's good. These are good things for people exactly. to know. Exactly. And how are you supposed to know that? I'm yeah. sorry. You're not selling a 75-foot house. It's just was funny stuff. Yeah. No. God, I hope not. Whose estate has two pools, one on the east side for the morning sun and one on the west side for the afternoon enjoyment? This person isn't alive anymore, but it was pretty cool. It's in Palm Beach, actually. In Palm Beach, yeah. Do I have like multiple choice in this one? You can, but I didn't offer that. Oh, okay. do you want me to? No, because then you might get it. Um. Uh. Well, it's the former estate of a, one of the Beatles. Oh, John Lennon. Yeah, isn't that cool? That's really cool. I know. I'm like, that's a very interesting thing. I didn't thing. know he lived in Palm Beach. Yeah, well, I guess I went to he just said I went to school well, in Boca Raton. That's but. why I threw that too, because I thought, well, you know, there's a possibility because I'm sure it's still owned by well, them. I think Palm Beach. I think Donald Trump, Mar-a-Lago. Oh, is that where he is? No, Mar-a-Lago is. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah, is it? Well, that's I guess a big that's. Deal. Have you seen it? I did drive by. Before did you? When we would, that's only like 30 minutes away from where yeah. we were. So. And I worked in West Palm Beach, so... Oh, so you could... Yeah, so you saw it. Yeah. Cool, cool. That was fun. Um, and all I right. think Palm Beach has, like, most billionaires per... Square foot? <laughs> square mile? Oh, yeah. They Do like, they really? Like, like the square, most like in the like United States? Like billionaire row or something. Even more than California, you think? Or you, you don't know, it's but... like your second homes or third homes. I suppose you're right. That's right. I don't know that that's a true fact, but that's what yeah, I've been told Yeah, but you've before. heard. Yeah. Yeah, from a bunch of college kids when you were going there. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so this week's Natsu Kosher is also brought to you. By our extra special special sponsor, Ceaseless Deli and Restaurant in beautiful Highland Park, offering your tummy some amazing satisfaction in so many ways. Come in for those extra unwanted pounds. How do you think I kept this amazing body that I have by indulging in all of Cecil's wonderful signature favorites from their irresistible Rubens, infamous Cecil salads, and unmatchable Sasha sandwich. Step into history of four generations of mouth-watering happiness. They're open from nine to eight, seven days a week at 651 South Cleveland, Cecil'sDeli.com. Henry, thank you so much for joining me today at Not So Kosher. Thank you. It's awesome. This was very informative. You're going to have to come on and give us some more information later on. Absolutely. That'd be really fun. We can talk about getting your home ready or whatever we want. So make sure you check out Not So Kosher at notsokosher.net, backroomstudios.com or .net, which is Backroom Studios, S-T-E-W-D-I-O-S. Check us out at Twitter, Not So Kosher, Instagram, Tumblr. And again, Henry, thank you for being here. It's awesome. Have a great day. You too. Be well, my universe. <laughs>